You're listening to the Release City Church online experience. Hey, listen, we really hope today's message is one that will encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks again for listening. Now let's check it out. There is nothing too hard for the working hand of God. There is absolutely nothing too hard for him. God is not limited. I am limited at what I can do, but God is never limited. Listen, when we tap out, when we tap out uh, and we, we reach our limit, that's when we are called to rest and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. When I can't go any further, and I've been there, most recently, some of you are there now. When I can't go any further, it's, it's my responsibility to take him at his word and rest. We sang that this morning, be still. Rest and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still, rest, and then rely on God to do the rest. Be still. Amen? If you brought your Bibles this morning, so glad you're here this morning. Hey, let me tell you, don't miss next Sunday. I I know announcement time's over, but this one's a big, 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 big deal because once again, God showed up and showed out this week. I got, um, as some of you probably saw on Facebook, um, one of the professors um, that was over, he was the chairman or chairperson over Dad's dissertation. Uh, As you know, Dad has been working over the past two years for his doctorate. And um, they went through the church website because they didn't have a way to get to us. And, of course, that automatically comes to my, my personal email. And so it said, hey, we're trying to get a hold of Pastor Bradley or Amy. Can you have one of them reach out? So I immediately jumped on the phone. And uh, he just began to share um, his connection with Dad. Uh, it was He actually graduated from Tacoa Falls College where Dad graduated years ago, like in 1975, 76, 77, 78, one of those, I don't know. Um, I was too young to remember. But anyway, at Tacoa Falls College, he actually graduated from there. So Dad and them had a connection. And he began to share with me um, that he had already uh, uh, went to the president of Southeastern College and he said, we want to um, give your dad his doctorate. He said, you know, he's already received his recognition in heaven, and we can do it one or two ways. He said, we can either send you, Josh and Brittany, uh, his documents through the mail. He said, or we can actually come and present it to you guys in front of your church family. So that's going to happen next Sunday, right at the conclusion of our worship time. That's God. That's God. So I said, so... so." Um, Mr. I think his name was uh, Professor Bennett. I said, so let me just get this straight. Um, so I communicated to Josh and Brittany. I said, so you're giving him an honorary or an honorable, um, basically just a piece of paper, but nothing. He wasn't really going to be a doctor, you know. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. He said he did the time. He worked for, for two years. He said he was right at the finish line just weeks away. He said, your dad, we're coming to confirm he, robes and everything. We're coming to confirm your dad as a doctorate. He will have completed his doctoral uh, course. So that is amazing. May not mean a lot to you, but it means a lot to us down here. And it probably doesn't mean anything to Dad now because he's got the crown uh, 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 that he received for the lives and impact. I told somebody the other day, I said, I wish I could have been in heaven when Dad arrived after he found Mom uh, when, when, when God said, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Enter into your place of rest. Everybody say Rest. Amen. Come on, give Jesus Christ praise. I got to move off that. I could talk about dad all day long, but that, 
Uh, it's the goodness of the Lord. It's not me bragging on dad. It's not me. Bra it's bragging on what God can do when we don't think dad had not no clue the impact he was making in this little bitty city. But everywhere we go, every place we eat at, every place we walk over the past week, people have said your dad impacted my life. Well, that's great. You saw the tangible person, but who really impacted you was who he carried. And that was Jesus and our, our responsibility to now carry that legacy and carry that. Let me have that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to lose that. We're to carry that. Amen. So that, so that it can be said of us also the impact that they had on my life. Amen. That's the end game. That's the end game. We're going to close the gap to make that happen. Amen? Amen. If you brought your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn with me um, to the book of John, chapter 20, verse 21. Now, if you have been with us for the past few weeks prior, uh, the, the series we went through, you're going to recognize this verse, but it really, I'm just going to kick it off, and then we're going to, we, I've got some other stuff. I do realize there's more verses in the Bible than just the one that we read throughout that series. And if you didn't bring your Bible, we'll throw it up on the screen for you. John chapter 20, verse 21. Now, if you were with us for those collection of talks, you're going to recognize that we said that John 20, 21 is our theme verse as we step into 2021. 20, and the church said, yes, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We're just adopting this verse because we believe that we have been called as followers of Jesus to live our lives on mission. You write, if you're taking notes, write that. I have been called to live my life on mission. It's real good to say, yeah, that's good for somebody else, but you, me, I, we have been called to live our lives on mission. So here it is. John 20, 21 says this. Again, he said, this is Jesus talking to his disciples when he appeared to them after the resurrection. Again, he said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. As modern-day disciples of Christ, we're, we're just owning this verse. This message uh, is that, that we've been trying to get across is that wherever you are, on your job, on your high school campus, on your college campus, wherever you are, that you have been sent to that location. If you grasp that and believe that, it will, it will actually shed a lot of light to a dark place that you're going to show up to tomorrow that you really don't want to go to. Oh, y'all, everybody loved their job. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, this isn't a job, but I love what God has given me the opportunity and the calling to do. Amen? So, uh, let's, let's move on. That, that was, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Verse 22, let's check out what he goes on to say, what happens. Then he breathed, everybody say breathed. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I want to speak to you for the next few moments from this subject, empowering the mission of God. We spent four weeks talking about the mission of God, that we're to live our lives on mission. But if you're like me, there's things that God has asked us to do, called us to do, requiring us to do, that sometimes we can't, we don't have, the, we don't know how to do it. We don't feel like we have the strength or somebody else is called to be a part of kids' ministry. That was perfect timing. I know you didn't mean that, but that, I, I was thinking that. I'm <clears throat> clearing my throat. It's true. No, that's great. I believe that. God, that's, but yeah, that's for somebody else. No, God has called you and I to live on mission. Sometimes what do we do? It's called relying on the Holy Spirit, being empowered or empowering the mission of God. Write this down if you're taking notes. Well, write this down because you're taking notes. <laughs> I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. 
We spent the first 15 minutes of this service today asking for the Holy Spirit to show up. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Flood this place. Saturate this place. I need the Holy Spirit. Now, to accomplish the mission of God, I need the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit this weekend because we cannot fulfill the mission of God without the Holy Spirit of God. I mean, want to write that down. We cannot accomplish the full mission of God without the Holy Spirit of God. I'm standing here today currently walking through one of the toughest seasons of my life, and I recognize that it is only by God's grace and the presence of the Holy Spirit walking with me. And I believe Josh and Brittany would say the same. What am I saying? We need his empowerment, and we need his presence to work in us and through us in order for us to accomplish the mission of God. We can never accomplish the mission without his authority and without his empowerment. And I'm going to show you that in Scripture. We need his help. How many, how many, how many would agree? Listen, God will never ask you and I to do anything that doesn't require his participation. Why? Because God wants to be involved in your life. He's not going to ask you to do anything that doesn't require his involvement. Involvement. The fact that you're sitting here today, the, right, the fact that we, we understand what grace is, the mere fact that grace was even available to us was because of Jesus. We couldn't do it on our own, right? It's one of his greatest desires is to have a relationship with, with you and I, and one of the main ways that he does that is through the Holy Spirit. My goal today is to have you walk out of this place, number one, recognizing that you've been called to live on mission, number two, knowing that you're not expected to fulfill the mission alone, that God provides us the Holy Spirit to help us navigate the mission, and number three, to walk out of this place knowing God more. That's, that's, that's the whole goal of the next few moments, and I'll get you out of here before 12 o'clock because mama said roast could burn. One of the first things that I want you to see is that the Holy Spirit, and we're going to see this, we're going we're to start in Genesis, hope you, I got 25 minutes to get us from Genesis to Revelation, y- y'all think we can do it? And I didn't even take monster, I don't even know what she's talking about, I even told her this morning, daddy ain't had no monster in a long time, and she said, good, we can tell, you don't look crazy like you used to. <laughs> I know I stepped out on a limb when I shared that little insight, but hey, you know. Truth hurts sometimes. One of the first things that I want you to see is, is that the Holy Spirit is at work throughout Scripture. From the very beginning all the way to the very end, there's the Holy Spirit. Even though we don't hear a lot about the Holy Spirit, the, the, some of the first things, if I said Holy Spirit, the first thing you're going to think about is the cute little story with the dove, Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist, and the dove comes down, oh, this is my son, who I'm well pleased, right? But the Holy Spirit was actually at work from the very beginning. Everybody say the very beginning. In every aspect of the mission of God, we must have the Holy Spirit of God. Wherever you find the work of God, there you will find the Holy Spirit. Everything that we've done as a ministry 
Calvary Worship Center, Forward Church, Release City Church, everything that we have done collectively as a ministry and everything that we're going to do will be accomplished under the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Not a plan, not a map, not a this is what all the churches are doing, they're successful, so let's try to do that. No, 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 we're going to be guided and, and given whatever God gives us the authority to do, that's what we're going to do. And if there's a little, uh, if there's a little op opposition, that's okay, God's got us. That same message, he was talking about uh, um, the direction. Sometimes, listen, if God gave you the direction, he already knew that there's going to be an opposition in front of you, and he knows that you're equipped with what you need to bypass and get through whatever it is. So all you need is direction. I don't need the details. All I need to know is I got Jesus, and Jesus got me. I'm going to write that down. That's not good English, but you know exactly what I was talking about. I got Jesus, and Jesus got me. Here we go. Genesis 1, 1 and 2 says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Y'all probably already knew all this, but we're going to hit it again. Verse 2. The earth was formless and empty. Side note. Without Jesus, you're empty. Without the Holy Spirit, you're empty. If you feel empty, you need to ask for the Holy Spirit. Well, I thought I had him. Why are you empty? The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God, there's that word. Everybody say Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I don't know what you saw in here. Maybe a little haze, some smoke produced by a machine. But what I saw, sensed, and felt was the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room today. That's what I felt. In Hebrews, this is what I want you to understand. In, 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 not in Hebrews, the book, but in Hebrew, the phrase... The Spirit of God is actually translated as the word ruach. Everybody say that word. Say ruach. That sounds like the new GMC truck. Ruach. What's that one truck? It looks like a dinosaur. Um, rap, raptor? Rapture? Not rapture. Raptor. Yeah, you drive the raptor, you might, you might be headed for the rapture, right? It is ruach. Say ruach. It means breath. Or spirit of God. So, so we see the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the breath of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So in Genesis, we have the spirit or breath of God hovering over the surface. And then what happens next? Well, we know we don't have to read it. What happened next? Life happened. He said, let there be light. And he created things. Life happens. Creation happens. The work of God starts to happen. But what happened to happen first? The Holy Spirit had to, had to come to the empty place. That's why it's important. And you hear me say it all the time. Empty ourselves of ourselves. There's got to be an empty place for God to fill. I don't, there, don't, don't, don't expect God to share the space. That'll preach. But I digress. I'll keep moving on. Okay, so the next reference that I want us to look at is about a guy by the name of Bezalel. Bezalel. It's B-E-Z-A-L-E-L. -E Bezalel. And he's an interesting cat. He's an interesting dude. The Bible tells us that he was a craftsman. Matter of fact, if you do study, he was actually the one that was responsible for, for building uh, the Ark of the Covenant. His name was Bezalel. So in Exodus 31, we're going to go there in just a moment, uh, we see uh, a reference of Bezalel, and this passage is pretty interesting to me because for the very first time in Scripture, God actually speaks about having his spirit on someone. 
Let's just go there. Exodus 31, 3 says this. I have filled him. Everybody say filled him. I have filled him with the spirit of God. There's that ruach or breath. I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. Now, this is fascinating to me because for many of us, when we, when we think about the power of God or, or the Holy Spirit coming on someone, if you're like me, coming from a Pentecostal background, Okay, don't, don't get nervous, but it usually involves something to do with the emotions. It may be someone running around the church, or if you're really back in the day, you had those, those big gothic chandeliers, and people would swing from them, and snakes, and vipers, and gator lizards. No, okay, no. But maybe, 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 maybe when you think about the Holy Spirit of God, you think about someone speaking in a, in a weird language or, or something strange. But what I want you to see here is this, that when the Holy Spirit came on Bezalel, he was empowered for craftsmanship. See, we try to make it so, so cosmic and so big and, 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 and so scary that lost people don't want nothing to do with it. But the Holy Spirit, and I'm, I'm not making fun of any of that because I was raised that way. I did courtesy drops. Y'all know what a courtesy drop is? That's when you go to youth camp and you know that you, the service ain't over until every, every student comes up to the front and you, and you realize that I, mu I, got, I must have to fall down because everybody else is falling down. So you give them what they call a courtesy drop. Anybody ever gave a courtesy drop? Somebody say, are you making fun? No, no, no. Some of my fondest memories is when the presence of God hit me so strong on the altar that I could not stand. But that's, this is what I want you to understand, that when the Holy Spirit of God comes on, it, he wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. He wants you to cook that southern peach cobbler like you never cooked it before. Well, that just don't sound like Jesus to me. It said, I filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom and the ability and expertise for all kinds of crafts. He was a craftsman. What do you do? Do you work with your hands? Are you a carpenter? Are you a plumber? What do you, what do, you do? Have you ever thought about that in your work? Are you a designer? Are you a mechanic? Have you ever stopped to consider the possibility that maybe the Holy Spirit wants to work in you and through you for the very work that he, uh, that he wants to do through you on a daily basis? The work that you do on a daily basis? Consider that the Holy Spirit wants to use you right where you are. It's your mission if you choose to accept it. The whole, so the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes on this guy so that he could do his job at a greater degree. I don't know about you. You, 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 praying, you, praying, you praying the wrong stuff. God, I need a raise. Well, you know what your boss is looking for? For you to do your job at a greater degree. Guess what you need? The presence of God, the anointing of God. See how I'm going with this? You need the presence of God in your life. Stop praying, God, give me a raise, and how about God, give me more of you? Guess what you're going to get? More of him. And guess what's going to show? You can see dark people. You can see, you can see dark darkness. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see people who, who, who are depressed, and, and don't nobody want to do it. I'm going to give you the responsibility to do something in the corner so I don't have to look at your crazy self. Huh? I want to be light. I want people to go, man, I need him on my team. I need him involved in this. He's a great organizer. It drives Amy crazy. But I have all these things. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit rests on my life. And why he does that is because I've made myself available. The question he's asking you today is, will you make yourself available? 
Here's another reference. Let's keep on moving. Woo, 15 minutes. Here's another reference. Let's, let's look at the story that you're probably familiar with. Uh, it's in the book of Judges. It's a, it's a story uh, by the, a guy by the name of Samson. Now, I'm, probably, I'm thinking to rock your VBS, Vacation Bible School, mind here in just a moment. Let's, let's go there. Uh, it's one instance. It's in uh, Judges chapter 14. Judges 14. I'm going to uh, read verse 5 and 6. And it says this. As Samson and his parents were going... Y'all, y'all know the story of Samson? I know they always say, don't, don't tell a story and expect that people actually remember it, but because I've only got limited time, we'll make that another, um, <laughs> another talk. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully. Everybody say, Spirit of the Lord. There's that word again, that ruach, that breath of God. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. How many, how many dudes in here be like, I want that kind of anointing? Because I got some people, I need to find me a donkey jawbone. And, yeah. See, it wasn't about his physical strength. It happened when the Ruach, the breath of God, the Spirit of God came upon him. It manifested as physical strength. The, the NLT, which is what I just read, said the Spirit of the Lord came upon him with power. The ESV translation says that the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon Samson. You, you, you read that later in the book of Acts where the Spirit of the Lord rushed like a mighty rushing wind. Somebody said, well, I don't know about all that falling down. Listen, when the presence of God rushes on you, you ever been to a river or, or I almost said a stream or like the ocean and, it, and it's just great. What? You got the, the current trying to pull you this way and you got waves hitting you this way. The Bible says that Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, will come in like a mighty rushing wind. So here the Spirit of the Lord rushed on Samson. And then what happened? Let me, let's go to, I'm um, just flip over a page if it's that way in your Bible. Uh, Judges 15, 14 says this, but the Spirit of the Lord came upon, this is at a later time, came powerfully upon Samson and he snapped the ropes on his arms as if they were burnt strands of flax and they fell from his wrist. Then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey and he picked it up and killed 1,000 Philistines with it. It's interesting to me that because when we talk about Samson, we immediately think he's some big muscular guy, right? Remember when we were in vacation Bible school, we and had the little flannel men graph people. Susie, you know what I'm talking about? Remember? Yeah, of course. And 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 what they show you a picture of this big strong dude with, you know, look like um what was that guy with with the um all the hair? Thank you. Fabio dated me. I know. I mean, no, he didn't date me. I mean, it date, that dated me. <laughs> Fabio, we got this picture of this big, strong guy, but I don't believe he really was that big. You know, you know what I think Samson looked like? Me. You know why? Because if he was already equipped to do it, he didn't need Jesus. So we messed it up in the, in the vacation Bible school, see? Because kids in their mind think, I got to be that. No, you don't have to be that. I'm trying to get there, but I'm not there. Connor got the cut, and I, you know, and I, mm, I'm just not there. 
But that's how we mess kids up because they think, no, all you need is Jesus. You can get healthy and go in the gym and all that. That's great. But what you need is Jesus. See, the enemy always tries to give us a counterfeit for what's actually, what we actually need to, for, to get the job done. He'll even tell you you need this. Oh, you want to be about the mission of God? Well, this is what you need. That will mess you up if you, put, if you try to apply the wrong thing to the mission of God. See, the enemy's smart. He's not trying to just turn you away from the mission. He'll make you think that this is what I need to do it and sabotage it. That's why the responsibility to be a pastor and lead people, I got to make sure that I'm resting and relying on him, his guidance, his direction, and I stand and, and minister under his authority. And you do the same on your mission. Anybody get anything out of this today? I'm about to bless my socks off. It's not that it's just that good. They just wet. You know what I'm saying? It's wet. It's wet. I just throw the humor in there a little bit to make sure y'all still alive because I know y'all are like, you got 10 minutes, buddy. You're you not even out of the Old Testament yet. Let's look at another instance. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. And then I promise I recognize that there is the New Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 13 says this. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil he had brought. Remember what I said. The oil, there's nothing special about that bottle of liquid. It's what the liquid represents. It's the, the anointing. It's the presence of God. So he took the flask of oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord, there it is, Ruach, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. So the Spirit of God rushed upon David, essentially giving David uh, the ability to prosper in everything that he did. It gave him success in all that he was called to do. So why did, why did we say, Holy Spirit, come? It's because when I get him, I get everything I need for my journey. I cannot imagine going through the season that we're going through right now without the Holy Spirit. I cannot imagine going through this season without a church family who has stood there, who has provided space, who has said, don't worry about this. We, we, we know the mission. You've showed us the mission. Your dad has been, been gracious to, to uh, let us know what. You just take care of you. We got the mission. I can't imagine going through this without, without church family. Not at all. How did dad stand in Franklin, North Carolina a little over a month ago to do Robin's funeral? It was the Holy Spirit in the presence of God. If you saw that service. How was I able to come up here even though in my natural mind I feel like I didn't, I, I just wanted to honor dad. How did I do it? It was the presence of God. It was the Holy Spirit of God. What do you need to get through your darkest days? The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit presence of God, of the Most High God. So what do we see so far in just the few moments that we've already unpacked? Bezalel was empowered with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that he could um, do his craftsmanship better and more effectively. See how that would work for you. What's the purpose of the Holy Spirit for your life? So that you can do your job, your natural job, to the best of your ability and more effectively. Samson was empowered for strength. Then we have David, who was empowered for leadership because David was anointed and appointed to be king and lead God's people. This is so cool. 
Then we see the same thing happening with Jesus. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Jesus' mother, what did, what did he say? Let's, let's look. Uh, Luke chapter 1. We're, we're, we're close enough to Christmas for this to, for this to soak in. How many enjoy Christmas? Looking forward to this Christmas. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Luke chapter 1 verse 35 says this. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. It was the Holy Spirit that conceived Jesus' mother Mary. What did he say? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Joseph and Mary, I'm sure they knew. They knew what was up, right? They knew, they knew their role. But, but the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It was the Holy Spirit that dropped the seed into her, producing Jesus. I, I, I don't know who this is for, but whatever you're believing God for in this season of your life, allow God to do the work. Allow God to put the seed in there, whatever it is. What do we do? I'm going to the store. I know where that is. That's, that's the thing I want. I want that. Matter of fact, I only have to go to a store. Amazon.com. Prime. Thank you, Amy Weber. It'll be here in two days. I'll do it. You ever believe in God for one harvest and something else came up? That's because you put the wrong seed in the ground. Let God put, let God put the seed. I've heard a lot of people over the past few weeks or gotten messages, text messages, talking about the mantle that has been passed down. It's more than a mantle. It's a seed that was already put in there. And when the, the mantle, to me, isn't just something that rests. It's actually something that waters. A seed that was already put inside of me. I, I can only relate to me, but what about you? When, when the Holy Spirit of God comes upon you, it shouldn't just rest. It shouldn't be weighted. It should act, it's bringing something to nurture what is already inside of you. And, and what we're doing today is we're cultivating ground so that so we're breaking up the fallow ground. We're breaking up the, the hardness, the hard heart, so that people can experience and encounter God so that, that the mission of God can be produced and evident in their lives, in your life, in my life. So it was the Holy Spirit that planted the seed in Mary's womb. Then what happens? Not a lot was recorded in Scripture on the life of Jesus. Let's look, let's look at Luke uh, 3, 21, 22. It says this, One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened up, and the Holy Spirit, Ruach, breath of God, in bodily form descended on him like a dove. So what do we see? That the power of the Spirit it coming on Jesus. Now, it's easy to think that Jesus, it's easy for us to think that Jesus could have done all of the miracles because he was God, right? Are you with me? It wasn't until the Holy Spirit came upon him. A lot of people, some people will say, well, but Jesus, that, he, he probably did other miracles because he was God. But I don't think that he did. You know why? Because if he did, it, it even talks about how his family didn't even believe because if they did, guess what they would be saying? Hey, y'all come over here. Look what this little dude can do. Do it. Part the waters. Walk on water. Do some of that wine trick stuff. You didn't see any of that. You see it after when? 
the Ruach, the, 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 the breath of God, the Spirit of God. That's, so if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit and he's God, guess what we need? The Holy Spirit. You need. That's why the very first thing we said when I got up on this platform is write this down. I need the Holy Spirit because Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Right after he was baptized, Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he came out, one of the first things that, uh, that he said was, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Some of y'all feel like you're in your wilderness right now. Kind of hard to come out and feel like the Spirit of the Lord is on you if you didn't get with the Spirit while you was in the desert. See, we think we got to find a good place. Sometimes it's the low place that you actually experience the Holy Spirit or the presence of God. So that that way, He's the one that elevates you and lifts you back up and allows you to walk out. It was, it was, it was, it was Jesus that got in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that allowed them to walk out of their furnace experience untouched. Yet we look around a lot of Christians today that they don't look like they've been untouched. They look like they've been in a battle. We've been in a battle. One of the first things I said was, everything that we needed for, our, for this season was put inside of us by our parents. And there are people who are watching to see how we handle this. So far, so good. Are we going to break? Sure, we're human. Are we going to hurt? Absolutely. It would be crazy to think we wouldn't. But to stand and still say, I trust in God. I don't understand but I trust his heart towards me. Y'all are going to get tired of me saying that, but once you start saying it, you'll, you'll see a difference. I trust his heart towards me. Acts chapter 1. Coming down the home stretch here in just a moment. Acts chapter 1. This is Jesus saying, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. What was that? The Holy Spirit. As I told you before, Same idea. The Holy Spirit comes, then empowerment for ministry happens. Wait for the promise. Don't move away from the promise. If you haven't found it yet or if, or if you haven't seen it yet, guess what? Stay where you are. Stand still. That's for somebody. Last reference I want to show you. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't sense him, do not move. That's what he said. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave Jerusalem. Wait until you receive the gift, which is the presence of God. That's why it's so important that we stopped worship today and said, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. There's some things we want to deal with. We're not moving to the next thing until we give you all these things. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. May not like it, but it's truth. Hello. Do we always like what, what the pastor preaches? But it's true. It's inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we were wrong and teaches us what to do when we, when, 
to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. What is he saying? All scripture is God-breathed. The New Testament, every bit of that was written by people who actually walked or connected with Jesus. And everything before that in the Old Testament was things that were inspired or God breathed upon those authors. In closing, what am I trying to say? The Holy Spirit is the empowering presence of God for the mission of God both to us and through us. What does that mean? It means that the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we can accomplish the mission of God. That's to us. It's both to you and through you. The mission of God isn't just us positioning ourselves so that God can use us to do something through us. Because if, you empty, if you're always empty and you, you're always serving, you're always in kids, you're always up front, and you're never allowing God to do something to you, Remember our tug of war? Remember, remember, remember? You'll get off balance. There must be a balance that we're allowing the mission of God to be both to us and through us. It's a gift that is meant to pass through you. Every gift from God is perfect, but it's never meant to stop with us. It's meant to go pass through us. Maybe for many of you here, in the last remaining moments. Maybe you're here and you're praying for God to do something big in your life. To work out something big. Maybe you need him to change a set of circumstances. When if we would just get the Holy Spirit's help on some of the small stuff, maybe our marriages wouldn't be so crazy. See, we're just, God, I need you for this big thing. Maybe if we would just ask the Holy Spirit to help us with the small things, we wouldn't get ourselves into so many big things. Did you follow me? Where's God in the small things? Well, where's his invitation? We feel like we don't need him for the small things. But clearly we do because that's why we get ourselves into a lot of big, big messes. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God that walks with you. What does he do? He leads you and I to become more like Jesus it's my prayer today that you would leave here more passionate with a more passionate desire to have the Holy Spirit of God and the presence of God and for him to interact and be involved in your everyday life every head bowed every eye closed this morning if you're here this morning you say you know what I need the Ruach I need the presence of God. I need him to breathe. And maybe, maybe, maybe you settled things during the altar time this morning. Praise the Lord. But maybe, maybe again, you know that you're faced with some things this week that you're going to have to deal with. And you're saying, you know what? I need the breath of heaven. I need the breath of God. And I just want to pray for you. Would you just slip your hand up all over this room? I need the breath of God in my life. 
I need him in the small things, not just the big things. Hands up all over this room. Maybe you're online today and you're saying, you know what? I need, I need the breath of God. Drop the hand emotions, emojis. We've got, we've got leadership team that is, that is locked in with you guys that, can, that will immediately begin praying. We don't have to connect and, 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 and strike up a conversation. But if you're online, you say, you know what? I want in on that prayer. I want to be a part of that. We want to pray for you. So, Father, with our hands uplifted high, Mine's up there too. God, we want more of you in our lives. We want to be more like you. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. All that I am, I surrender. Can you just say that little prayer with me? Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Renew in me a right spirit. Give me a clean heart. Thank you for your grace extended to me this day. Thank you for more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give Jesus a round of applause this morning? Give him some praise this morning. Hey, thanks again for listening today. Our mission at Release City Church is simple. We want to introduce people to the real Jesus by helping them know God, grow in freedom, discover their purpose, and go make a difference in their communities. For service time, staying connected with us, or just to learn more about the different ministries here, be sure to check us out online at releasecitychurch.org or Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We hope to see you soon.